0: All right, Manitoba, welcome back to another episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful day as always. Real fast, Manitoba, like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff that helps out the show. I really do appreciate it, especially sharing. That really does help. You can follow me on uh, Facebook and YouTube. It's Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. If you want to follow me on TikTok, Rumble, Twitter, Minds Liberty, it's at MBFreeThinker. Email is mbfreethinker at gmail.com. And if you want the audio only, the podcast version, go to mbfreethinker.wordpress.com and you can get the links to everything there. All right, Manitoba, uh, welcome back to another show. Today's show is going to be a fast one. I'm just going to go over a couple news uh, news articles that was in today's uh, news cycle. Like week in and week out, our Manitoba government, the PCs here in the province, they like to come out when uh they like to come out when they like to give our money away with a win. But where are they for the losses? They are nowhere to be found. So I'll just get right into it, Manitoba. Um I'm sure most of you guys do know that Manitoba will be recognizing Orange Shirt Day uh this year again. It's not been uh through the legislator but again they will be uh, recognizing it so uh from uh, the canadian press ctv news the manitoba government is planning to recognize the national day for truth and reconciliation for a second year while discus- discussions continue about making it an official statutory holiday the province said in a news release that non-essential government services and offices are closed on september 30th also known as orange shirt day Schools in the province will also be closed on that day. The government is encouraging all licensed early learning and childcare facilities to remain open as essential services supporting families. Labor Minister Reg Heller Reg, I'm not sure if that's his name, says legislation to make the day an official statutory holiday in the province has not yet been introduced as consultations with Indigenous leadership, residential school survivors, and other stakeholders continue. The federal government made this day a statutory holiday for its workers and federally regulated workplaces last year. The province says it held consultations with Manitoba, Kiwatanoe, Akimawakanak, apologize if I butchered that, Uh, The Assembly of Manitoba Chiefs, the Chief and Council of Sioux Valley Dakota Nation, the Manitoba Inuit Association, the Manitoba Métis Federation, and the Treaty Commission of Manitoba. Quote, the Manitoba government is committed to advancing truth and reconciliation. The day is a time for truth-telling and learning in order to lead us into action to build a more inclusive and brighter future for all. Hewler said in a news release Thursday. Orange Shirt Day was established in honor of Phyllis Webstad, whose gift of clothing from her grandmother was taken away on her first day as a residential at a residential school. The province's flags on all provincial government buildings will be lowered at half mast that day. And the other bit of news coming out is, there you go, ladies. Manitoba strikes deal with drugstore chain to supply free menstrual products. The Manitoba government plans to make millions of menstrual products available for free at schools, women's shelters, and resources across the province. The PC government has reached a deal with Shoppers Drug Mart, which will see the pharmacy chain supply 3.3 million tampons and pads each year for three years. So many Manitoba schools already offer menstrual products for free, but the new arrangement will ensure uniformly... Oops sorry, ensure uniformly across the province, Families Minister Roquel Squire said Wednesday. Quote, whether you're in Thompson or the Paw or Winnipeg or Brandon, if you're going to school, the expectation should be that you'd be able to access this product, Squire said. So Manitoba, when they want hand out our tax money, again, I'm not against this, but just when they hand out our tax money, they're so open to... Questions and quotes, and they love coming in front of the cameras. Um, but when the going gets tough, where are they? That's what I, I want to know. So yeah, so Manitoba just, you know. Orange Shirt Day holiday. If you're a girl, free menstrual products. <laughs> this next <laughs> here's the like. Here's the vast contrast, Manitoba, between Trudeau's media, Trudeau's mouthpiece, and I I know CTV is bought and paid for as well, but maybe they're just bitter that they didn't get as much funding as CBC. But look at what CBC is still coming out with. Um, Where was the date? I'm pretty sure. I checked earlier. This came out today. September 15th. Yeah, posted September 15th. Look at the quote or the headline from CBC. 19 more deaths added to COVID-19 pandemic total in Manitoba. So that's the scare tactic. Now, this is what CTV comes out with. COVID-19 cases, severe outcomes decrease in Manitoba. But yet here's CBC still just coming out with scare tactics. Everything is down. Manitoba's COVID-19 cases, numbers, and reports—sorry, uh, and reported severe outcomes—decreased compared to the previous week of data, according to the province's latest report. The surveillance report released Thursday morning shows 342 laboratory-confirmed COVID-19 cases between September 4th to the 10th, down from the previous week where there were 475 cases reported. The test positivity rate from the previous week also decreased from 22.5% to 19.9%. The province is also showing a reporting in the drop of severe outcomes. This week's report shows 65 people admitted to hospital with COVID-19, including 10 people in the ICU, and 7 deaths were reported. So everything is down. Everything is down. Yet CBC comes out with the title 19 more deaths added to COVID-19 pandemic total. I read the article, I, you have to scroll down to like halfway through down the article to um to find out that this week's numbers are down from last week's. The whole, the, the whole beginning part of the article is just scare tactics, trying to, uh, like, I, I mean, I don't even really read these articles anymore, COVID-19 articles. I have no idea what number booster they're on or what number you're, I, I read part of the article, it said, um, I think 50% is fully, no, 80% is fully vaccinated, and 53% uh have one additional shot. I mean how the fuck can you have more than fully? So I I know Manitoba they're considering fully vaccinated, I believe as in two. Meanwhile they what they're on five or six. So I mean, <laughs> but I just want to show you guys real fast CBC news. Is it a coincidence that Trudeau's government is Funding the shit out of CBC News, and here we are like three years later, and this is still their headline. Meanwhile, our other like news organizations, even though CTV sucks as well, but at least they're reporting the truth. Everything is down. Well, Manitoba, I'm glad a lot of people are talking about this. Cause uh, our health, I, I did a show on Tuesday. If you haven't watched it, go check it out, please. Like, share, subscribe. Love you guys. But I uh, last show I talked about our our healthcare, how it's people with brain bleeds are are waiting in the hospital or in the waiting room, the triage for hours on Sunday with tumor uh, with strokes. It's insane. Uh, from Winnipeg's son, Heartbreaking. Doctors, nurses struggle to combat emergency department woes. Manitoba's healthcare system is in crisis, industry leaders say. Doctors Manitoba president, Dr. Candace Bradshaw, says that the situation in Winnipeg emergency, emergency rooms is dire. She said, for some, it's the worst they've seen in their career. Quote, the capacity of the emergency room chest isn't there right now to meet the needs of patients Bradshaw said there are so many patients waiting who are admitted to the hospital but waiting for days six seven days at a time sometimes longer in the emergency room before being brought up to an admission bed and that's separate Manitoba from Sunday when people weren't even getting beds they were just for hours waiting in the triage area and in the hallway, like it's unreal. So, I, an old a gentleman with a broken hip. Recent stories from Winnipeg media have told uh, of people wait. Okay, of people waiting ex- exceptionally long, and shortages of staff in emergency rooms. Earlier this week, Manitoba NDP told of the story of a man who languished for hours in the Grace Hospital ER because of post-surgery complications. Bradshaw said that the situation in the emergency rooms is causing burnout and rapidly decreasing morale among healthcare workers. Quote, everybody comes like family when you work in an environment like that, she said. So when you care very deeply, when you see someone is constantly being mandated to work overtime shifts and so on, it's so disheartening all around. Bradshaw isn't sure how much longer doctors can continue at the current pace. For Manitoba nurses, Union President Darlene Jackson nurses are attempting to get by one shift at a time, and oftentimes it's just trying to get through the hour. So, <laughs> this is the main part of the article. Scroll down. Health Minister Audrey Gordon was not made available for interview. Obviously. Like I said, Manitoba—they come out for the the W's, but where are they when Manitoba takes an L? And you know what? <laughs> this is this is what they come out. With. People, we're, we're Manitoba. We're talking about emergency room. We have an emergency room crisis. Manitoba's response: Manitoba government investing over four hundred eighty-two thousand to increase training seats by twenty percent in University of Manitoba's respiratory therapy program. All good news, but what is that going to do to help the situation now? Like, I honestly, Manitoba, I said it last show, they're going to come out with funding, and they're going to say, look what we're doing. And then you read the fine print, and you find out it does nothing for the current situation. And I also pointed out they're going to say some bullshit like this, because it's their favorite quote. From Audrey Gordon, our government is committed to strengthening our healthcare system now and for years to come. But where is she when they want to talk to her about emergency room crisis? Nowhere to be found. So they go on. Uh, this is from CBC News again. They go on to say, like uh what uh, their funding you guys could look into it if you want. I want to get to the part where uh give me a second Manitoba here it is you uh, the part where someone points up the office. I'm gonna butcher this name again. Uzomi Azeguara. A Sagawara, healthcare critic for the opposition New Democrats, accused the PC government of generally approaching healthcare from a place of wanting to make cuts. Quote, it will take three years to see these therapists actually working in hospitals. And in the meantime, without a a focused retention strategy, Manitoba will continue to lose frustrated and overworked frontline staff. Investing in training alone will not fix health care. It will also take repairing the relationship with health care workers who have been mistreated and ignored since the PCs took office. So the point is, Manitoba, this will not fix our current situation. So I am, I mean, I'm not a fan of the NDP party, obviously, but I am happy that they're at least pointing it out. So when the government comes out and said our government is committing and they have our back. It's just simply not true. They're once again failing Manitobans. But you know what they will jump on board with right away? Manitoba is spending 200000 for emergency flood relief in Pakistan. And Manitoba, I am not a hater. But like I've said for the Ukraine relief when Manitoba jumped on board and almost former mayor Brian Bowman for the city of Winnipeg jumped on board donating money to Ukraine. I said then, I'll say it again, donating to other countries should be left up to our federal government. Our federal government is in charge of of foreign policy. So why, I mean, we, already, we help countries through federal dollars. Unless every single Manitoban is taken care of, I cannot for the life of me understand why our provincial tax dollars are leaving the province. Every second, almost every year, right, Manitoba, we have flooding in Manitoba. And it's a fight to get reimbursed, for businesses to get reimbursed, people to get reimbursed. It's a fight every fucking year. We have blizzards. Like, we have homeless people. We have a drug addiction problem. Our roads are falling apart. But we can just right away dish out $200,000. Again, I... People die in Manitoba, I'm not against helping Pakistan. But Manitobans die as well. So I think our Manitoba federal provincial dollars should go to Manitoba. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, look at it. Manitobas know firsthand the devastating impacts of extreme weather lives, communities, and businesses, and we stand in solidarity with the people of Pakistan as they endure this unprecedented crisis, said Stephenson. Our government is proud to support the critical humanitarian efforts that will help ensure affected residents have access to emergency food provisions, clean drinking water, safe shelter, essential hy- hygiene supplies, and primary medical care. We have Manitobans, Thousands of Manitobans that don't have this. Right now. Living here in Manitoba. And I again, I don't want to sound like a hater. But Pakistan is not going to help out those Manitobans. Those Manitobans that don't have this. Is relying on Manitobans. And Manitoba tax dollars. But of course, Stephenson just wants the virtue signal. She wants to jump on board. Manitoba is one of... One of two Canadian provinces to pledge financial assistance for the emergency response in Pakistan. Maybe because the other provinces are focused on their provinces and their people. Like, Stephenson is just doing anything to try and pick up votes because she knows people are unhappy with her. And Manitoba, again, I don't know much about MCIC, but I like. I'm just trying to hammer the point that two hundred thousand dollars could be spent a lot better. Because again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm an idiot. But I could be wrong. But as far as I understand, right off the ha- right off the hop, this agency will take ten percent as a remittance fee. Manitoba Council for International Cooperation. That's where we're given the two hundred K to. So right off the hop, they take twenty grand back. For I mean, I know what you're saying, like some, some uh charities take like ninety percent, ten what's ten percent, but I, I I maybe they take more. That's just a remittance fee that they take no matter what to everywhere to every organization they donate to. So even right off the hop, Manitoba, that twenty grand could be spent way better. But I promise you, this $200,000 should be spent and could be spent way better in Manitoba. We have flooding. We have people... <laughs> we have homeless right now. We have a crime problem. Real v- victims of crime... But, Manitoba, like I said, so I'm going to keep this video real short. Like, share, subscribe, Manitoba. But, I I, I mean, I just want to show you guys that uh, on a consistent basis, our government just comes out out for the uh, wins and is nowhere to be found for the Ws. Or, sorry, for the Ls. And right now, Manitoba... Like our healthcare system it is like a is an L a big F and L. You know what I'm saying? So uh yeah, Manitoba, thanks again for tuning in. Like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff, especially sharing, it really does help. And if you guys don't mind, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh it's a matter of time before Facebook bans me, Manitoba. I'm sure most of you've got banned. I've been banned before. So I'm gonna use YouTube. I'm on Rumble too, but no one goes on that. No one I get no views anyways. But subscribe to YouTube. I'm trying to get to a thousand. But either way, Manitoba, love you guys. And I will I'm gonna do my best to um record there's some I, I was watching Shadow Davis and there's some uh worldwide rally going on at the ledge tomorrow at six. So, I'm in school right now. So, I'm going to do my best to uh, record that. Hey, I apologize who wrote... Who is actually writing questions. I was just sidetracked. I was just trying to get through this one real fast. Uh, I'll read them after the show, man. But, either way, love you guys. And, I'll catch you guys. Oh, yeah. So, I will try and record tomorrow at the ledge that worldwide rally but i can't make any provinces, and also hopefully gonna have chris classio reached out to me he is uh a candidate running to be winnipeg's next mayor i'm gonna try and get in touch with him on the weekend and i'll hopefully bring that to you guys early next week my goal is to just honestly Show you guys as much as I can or as much as they want to t- talk to about about um anyone who's not like a career politician. I-, I want to give them a platform to see what they have to offer. So Chris Clasio, Don Woodstock, Jenny Motluck, Looney, Shone, all of them. I'm down to spread their word. Even though sometimes I complain about what they say because they do say some crazy shit sometimes. Um, I'm down for spreading their word, giving them a platform, um, because what I don't want to see Manitoba is Klein, Glenn Murray, um, Gillingham, Rana Bukhari, career politicians, people who are saying they're going to fix our problems, who have had years, of, and, uh, years and years to fix our problems. So I will not get behind that Manitoba. But either way, I keep rambling. Love you guys. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye.